Echoverse presents The Lesser Dead. Joseph. You've got to wake up, Joseph Paycock. Uh, it's still dark. Yeah. Tends to be so at three in the morning. I know what you're thinking. This isn't where we left things. And you're right. I did just get shot in the head. We'll deal with that. But what I'm telling you about now is what happened after I got our cook, Margaret, fired. See, I destroy everything I touch. I really do. And after I lied and made Margaret lose her job, she went flat broke and tried to kill herself and ended up getting bitten by a vampire. And then she became one and crawled into my bedroom. I said, wake up. She twists my ear then, hard, like almost off. I sit up in bed, not believing what I'm seeing. Margaret is there, right next to me, heavy and real putting off cold like a steak out of the icebox. Elise, the maid, is there too, standing by the window she had opened to let Margaret in, drooling all over herself. But that isn't the worst. Is that... Uh, is that a noose? I take a breath to yell for my mom and dad. Look me in my eyes. You'll do no yelling and tattling. You've done quite enough of that. Elise, go to bed. Don't wake up until you hear wailing. Shut the door. Yes? I'm going to kill you now. You lying bastard. And that's as you deserve. But the mercy is, I'm just killing you. My first thought was to kill the lot of you. My second thought, and I like this one better was to bring your bitch mother in here and make her shoot you with a double-barrel pheasant gun your dad keeps in the closet so she'd go to Rikers Island or Bellevue while you go in the ground. No. No. I not go so far as that. But a debt is owed for what you've done to me and my poor Liam. And you'll pay it. But it won't be some gentle sleep of nothingness for you, boyo. You'll be killed and have to reckon with what you've done. Me and she drinks, and drinks, until her belly bloats so hard she looks pregnant. Please, no. I'm sorry. And I die. Then she spits up from her stomach, spits a little of that blood bile mix into my artery. That's how you make a vampire. In case you feel like trying it sometime. I'm gone. But I'm also not. Can't see anything. I can't move. But I can hear and feel. As if from far away. As if it was all happening to somebody else. Then she has me up on a chair. With a rope around my neck. But she doesn't let me go. Not yet. I know. Not how you thought this would go, is it? You rich little bastard. Problems are supposed to go away for people like you. People like me get stepped on and swept aside and even buried at your whim. But not this fucking time. 
You're coming with me. The rest passes in a blur. Like time doesn't mean anything. I hear my mom crying. My dad too. Somebody carries me downstairs, puts me in an ambulance, takes me to the morgue, and they shut me in one of those drawers. Nothing as dark as being inside a morgue drawer. I can't tell you if my eyes are open or closed. I become aware of not feeling so good. I think I might barf. I get worried that if I do that laying down, I might choke on it like I heard stew bums sometimes do. Then I realize I'm not breathing, and that scares the shit out of me. That's when my drawer slides open. Don't try to talk. You got no air. I'm going to breathe a breath into you so you can use your lungs for talking. Open your eyes. Camille is right. I don't want to open my eyes. I know I'm going to see something I can't unsee. I'm sitting up. I'm bound. I take a moment and listen. There are chains around my arms and legs. I'm sitting in a chair, like the dying guy Gary was at the castle when we first met these little monsters. I see a big oil drum. But whatever's in there ain't oil. I see another drum, with a pale headless lady hanging upside down over it, draining. A couple of charmed out of their heads citizens stack more bodies to get drained. One's wearing a costume rabbit's head. The other's in a Cheshire cat mask. We're in a theater, abandoned by the look of it. The last thing they put on here must have been Alice in Wonderland. Alfie and Camilla are bouncing around on stage. Camilla's swinging some kind of scepter in her hand, and she's wearing a wig. Don't be shy, Joey. Say something to the rabbits. I look out into the house, see about a dozen stiffs in theater seats. Throats cut, eyes missing, paper rabbit ears stapled to their heads. And on stage are Peter, Alfie, and Camilla, holding court. I'm in a throne room in hell. That's when I recognize the wig on Camilla. It's the one I gave Sandy in the porn store. That upside down woman is Sandy. I look around in the audience and see that huge bone white guagua and what might be chinchilla, headless and already drained. I ask the question I already know the answer to. What are you gonna do with me? We're going to deify you. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's very special. In fact, it's the most special thing there is. <laughs> and what if I don't want to? Now Alfie marches up, holding a head by two ears. It's badly burnt, but I can tell. It's Mapache. No. Never. 
Where's Neva? Spaniards all got burnt up. Boo hoo, boo hoo. Mr. Messer gave us a box of fireworks because he wanted to become a helper. We've got helpers all around. He points out a box that says 10 grenades. M34. White phosphorus. Brutal shit. Just the thing you'd want to use against a vampire. My head feels like it's breaking. So, so wait. He didn't... I thought you said the Hessian turned you. That he did things. <laughs> you mean like he diddled us. <laughs> diddle It makes me sad. What does? How easy it is to lie to you. Even if he is silly. I do like Joey. He's the one that lets us get to the Celt. Margaret. She never would have trusted us without you. She's smart and strong and has a lot of soldiers. Yes, Margaret is a good queen. Like our sister. She should have killed you, though. You're weak and broken inside. You need too much to be liked. But don't feel bad. We like you. You're going to be very special to us. But that's later. Now we're bathing up for the great hunt. The bath's extra good with vampire blood in it. Even young vampires like Wig Lady and the Fat Spanish. Soaking in it makes me fast and strong. It's like batteries. Do you know what a battery is? Of course he does. He's new and from a city. No. I'm fucking 60 years old. <laughs> Why? How old are you guys? Now Camilla stops laughing. Looks really serious. Takes her wig off. Comes over and touches her forehead to mine, real gentle. Like she's going to tell me a secret. Which, in a way, is exactly what she does. Now something happens that's pretty hard to wrap my brain around. I see images in my head. Or maybe her head. Images from another place. Some place called Mercy. And it's a long fucking time ago. I'm in the woods. It's snowing. I see an old man in furs. And I know he's an Earl, which is the next best thing to King. Doesn't matter how rich you are though, shit still happens to you. He's calling for his daughter in the snowstorm. Apparently, 1100 years ago, Camilla's name was Elfka something or other. They were Saxons. I'm watching through her eyes. She's not like her brothers now. They're still just boys. And she is not just a girl. Now they're tearing up the woods all around. But she stays hidden. Until one night in spring, Three years later, when she walks up to the castle, she crawls up the castle wall, in through a window, finds her brother's room, opens the door. They look at her wide-eyed, no doubt wondering where she's been. But she's not there to talk. Since she can't come back to her human family, she makes them what she is. Pull back from ancient Camilla's point of view. 
see her as she is now, but also somehow see into her. And that's when I see it. It's so old and black. Oh my god. It's awful. Help. Please. Help. And then it's over. No. Oh. oh. Did she just show you the story of older sister gone three winters? Bet she did. When are we going to start the hunt? As soon as we've all bathed. Peter? Mm-hmm. Just a little longer. What? What's the hunt? Oh, you know. You must have worked it out by now. You're gonna kill all my friends. Your old friends. But we'll be your friends now. Uh. I can't be friends with you. Not friends. More than friends. <laughs> Why not? So much more. Why can't you be our friend? Because I... I saw it. Saw... what? I think it was maybe your soul. Oh, God. You'd make a funny face, too, with your nose bitting off. It'll grow back. Alright, Peter, you've soaked long enough. It's my turn in the barrel. <laughs> What's funny? That naughty joke I told you. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> your turn in the barrel, your turn in the barrel. Yes, it really is my turn, so get out now! Through my tears, I watch the boys fighting over the bloodbath when I notice a blurry shape creeping towards the box of grenades. I almost don't recognize her, she's so badly burned. Never. She gets to the box, opens it, and she looks pissed. Never. Just that mad, hellish, photo-flash instant, I see something. When a vampire is startled or scared badly enough, you see them as they are, for just an instant. Did you ever see a mummy? Like the ones they dug up in South America? Shriveled children. Their heads packed with dried mud, little wigs of hair nailed or stitched to their dried gourd skulls. The three siblings are like that. Their broomstick arms, their sunken eyes, their ribs stained with blood where their stomachs won't hold it all. This is why they need a waterfall of blood running through them. They're like jet engines, brutally strong, but unimaginably hungry. I saw the truth about them in that flash, burned into my brain, and I needed you to see it too. Joey, I'm coming! I can't see. Where are they? They ran off! Are you sure? No, we gotta hurry! Can you see? It was just the flash. It's coming back. Hold my hand! Run! The grenades! There was one left! I got it! Follow them! We run down to the sewers. We have to beat those little pricks back to the loops. Warn Margaret and the rest. They've come here to squash a rival queen. My queen, Margaret, 
And I'm gonna show them how Manhattan fights. My legs really want to run away. Just head up to the street, grab some car, and drive to Amish country. But I can't. Not this time. I lost my real family because I was a shit kid. I caused the bakers to be destroyed because I led these little monsters to them. And now my Loops family is under the gun. And I gotta face the music. For once. Just for fucking once. Wait. I get a really good look at Neva. She's missing hair from half her head. She's blind in one eye. She's in pain. One thing vampires don't heal well from, it's burns. Also eye injuries. She has both. She needs to feed. I roll up my sleeve. Here. I can't. Shut up. I don't want to owe you nothing. I owe you. Now take it. <clears throat> Maybe now you won't run like a three-legged cow. <laughs> Neva and I run. There's a lot to talk about, but no time to talk. We beat those fuckers to the loops because we know the shortcuts. And because we have to. We just have to. It's about time I thought you were dead. Almost was. Jesus, look at the shape of you, girl. Where are the others? Dead. Chantilla, Sandy. It was a trap. The Hessian's dirty. He's with them. Them? Who? You mean? That's right. Those kids ain't kids. They're old and evil and dangerous as hell. And they're coming. They're going to kill us all and take this place from us. The fuck they are. Oh boy. He's blackened himself with dirt to make himself hard to see. Did you find Svetko? Svets is missing. <sighs> Didn't find him. And Ruth? Yeah. Well, why isn't she here? No, 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 no. That'll be the watchers. I got Leonard and Baldi out there, told them to bang and run if they saw anything. Arm yourselves. I want the big guns in front. Old boy and Billy bang on either side of me. I'll take the middle. Luna, get behind us with that long, sharp wooden pole. See if you can kick one of them in the heart. Never take the rifle and shoot for their head. When it's empty, use the knife. And mind you, don't shoot one of us on accident. Let's go. Find him and make him sorry. We move through the tunnels. Darkness ain't our friend anymore. We pass Baldi's head on what looks like a spear. A vampire named Leonard, who mostly kept to himself, is face down on the tracks when Peter jumps out of nowhere, grabs Leonard's head, and twists it the fuck off just by torquing his body. That's when they see us. Peter lobs the head at Camilla, then Camilla kicks it like a soccer ball. Of course it hits me. Ow! Fuck! You little... I shoot her, right in the belly button. But then she's moving too fast for me to hit her again. We shoot a couple of them, but not in the head. They wait till we're out, before they close on us. They've been doing this a long time. 
They work together. But so do we. Each side is trying to pull one member of the other side out of formation. Get them alone, where heads can be cut, hearts can be staked. Nobody's able to. We bite and stab and club each other. It's ugly. It's primal. What's the soda man? He's false. It's hard. It's exhausting. Camilla lunges for Luna. But then, with one blow of Margaret's shovel, she hacks Camilla's leg clean off. Billy Bang almost takes the girl's head off with his wrench, but misses when Peter scoops her up and starts running away with Alfie right behind. It was good to see their little asses running away from us. We chase them now in a kind of wedge. Then it hit me why the battle turned. Why Camilla was slow enough for Margaret to nail her. Margaret, they're really old. Like a thousand years or some shit. What? Nobody's that old. No, it's true. But they need a lot of blood. I think they're running out of gas. Right. We can't let them get away then. Or they'll come back and finish us. And we can't let them feed. I see light up ahead. A station. We gotta get them before they get to that station. How? We duck in the next set of alcoves. Those little nooks for MTA workers to shelter in when trains go by. And when this one shoots past, we hitch our ride. Is that all of us? Billy! Hey, catch up. I see them. They're almost at the station. Can we beat them? I'm gonna be close. Get ready to jump. Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Imagine you were on the platform at Union Station that late winter night. An older guy with a bad comb over is blowing sacks. A really good sacks, but the crowd's cheap. Nobody wants to take their hands out of their pockets because it's cold. Not the NYU looking kid with the acne and the big Adam's apple. Not the old babushka lady with her purse strap lost between her tits. Not the black woman with the Dutch chocolate lipstick and the tissue thin leopard print scarf. But there's movement on the tracks, and you think your train's coming, when you see three dirty, skinny little kids sprinting from the tunnel. Now the train blows through the station, and you can't believe your eyes. But a bunch of crazed-looking adults, and one handsome teenager, jump off the roof of the express train and onto the local tracks, and start attacking those poor, innocent children. A mad woman, wearing only a cheap silk robe, stands over the sweet little girl and raises the shovel. You can't know this from where you're standing on the platform, but the mad woman didn't scream because she got shot in the hip. She screamed because the shot ruined her best chance to take that girl's head off. The girl rolls away. But now, there's something more serious coming on. The cop plugs the Puerto Rican girl just before she can throw the grenade. He only clips her shoulder, 
but the grenade drops behind her into her hoodie. You don't know that her name was Neva. You don't know that she hated dogs, especially little yippy ones, or that her favorite singer was Debbie Harry, or that she liked the Waltons, or that I sometimes thought I might love her, at least a little, as much as we do that. What you do know is that the military-looking man with the soot all over him and the big-ass knife is jumped on the platform. cop that shot my never won't be shooting anybody else. You back away from the violence, like everybody else does. But then, you see the boy. Everybody stop! Over here! Look at me! You do look, and you never saw such beautiful eyes. You fall into those eyes, into that voice. You must stop the guy, Pull off that head! The army man with the knife whose name you don't know is Old Boy fights hard, kicks, stabs, elbows. He breaks jaws, cuts necks, stabs faces. But there are too many of you. You join a group pouring onto the tracks where the lady with the shovel is still trying to hack the little girl. She has time to do one thing before the crowd reaches her. She drops her shovel. She throws me clear. Throws me close enough for me to skitter up onto the platform and look back just once, like Lot's wife, to see the human tide wash over Margaret. She bites and claws. She's a tiger. She knows what they're trying to do. They push her down, but she pulls, strains, fighting against the weight of them. But there are too many. And they finally pin her down onto that third rail. The thing about electricity, it doesn't know when one body stops and the other starts. Margaret gets the juice, but those grabbing onto her get it too. As I run, I can see the saxophonist comb-over stand on end. His back arches so hard his heels meet the back of his head. You want to know what happened after that, don't you? I'll tell you. Just... not now. I'm too tired. Episode 7 a Throne Room in Hell. The Lesser Dead was performed by Jack Kilmer as Joey Peacock, Minnie Driver as Margaret McManus, Iris Wardell as Camilla, Toby Ryan 
as Peter, Ave Lebrock as Alfie. Directed by Dan Blank. Written by Christopher Buhlman. Series created by Christopher Buhlman, based on his book, The Lesser Dead. Executive Producers, Mark Stern, Joshua D. Maurer, Christopher Buhlman, Minnie Driver, and Jack Kilmer. Producer, Alexandra Whitlin. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Producer, Ali Strobel. Original music and composition by Benjamin Sterling. Sound design by Christopher Bonas.